Madeline Quigley. And I'm Emily Quinn. And this is Young and Bereaved, a podcast about grief. Saturn return. Saturn also rules the bones and skeleton. Mm-mm, so when you reach mm-mm. your Saturn return, you're becoming like achy and creaky and aware of the damage of like your life, life. that on your body. Is this why I have plantar fasciitis? Yes. That's why you have all those warts. It isn't warts, <laughs> dude. Plantar <laughs> It was you. I was trying. Someone the other day, I like talked to them. I was like, I have plantar fasciitis. It's not warts, okay? And they were like, I know. And I was like, oh, sorry. Someone in my life. And I like attacked them. And it was because of you. It was you who thought that. I'm a planter's wart. That's all that's happening in my life. Planter just means foot. So a planter's wart is, yes, a foot wart. But plantar fasciitis is fasciasensis of the foot. What is that? Yeah, that's a good question. Let's just Google. Oh, I think that is a part of your foot from what I'm... Yeah. So it's an internal thing. Yeah, but it hurts. I was thinking like rash or no, no, like no. dry. No, no, no. It's a. It's like a, my calves are really tight and it causes a muscle in such here. such long calves. Well, I don't stretch them. Do some yoga, bitch. I know. I used to be on my yoga game, and then my mom died, and I got depressed, and I stopped doing it, and then it's hard to... Do yoga again. Get to, I yeah. should probably do yoga again. That's, like, one of the only things I do. How do you do yoga? Do you YouTube it, or do you have a specific... I do yoga with Adrian. Uh, not my favorite. No shade to... I know she is hugely popular. Just... I'll fight you. Yeah, I'm not... It's just not my type of yoga. I used yoga with the same instructor for a long time, and so I think that I'm very used to... My yoga instructor. Do you like to sweat in yoga? Yeah, it's a vinyasa flow. Okay. Yeah, I do it more for, like, restorative purposes. Yeah. I did used to go to yoga flow and do hot yoga kind of a lot in high school and after. That was a very, our high school thing to do. Yeah, was, for sure. was hot yoga. Yeah, there were constantly, like, fuck chapel moms there. And or, students. I mean, this is recording, but I am going to edit out the part where we name drop some pretty girls in our high school. Yeah. Don't worry. Even though if I were a pretty girl in high school, I'd love that. To be like, they're still talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> it's been 10 years and they still think about me. Oh my God. 10 years? For me, it's been 10 years, at least. I graduated in 13. So yeah, we're coming You're coming up. Up. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, emotionally and spiritually, I feel like I'm 10 years removed from, from high school. From high school, yeah. But um, the the societal pressure to be young does still create a reaction of fear when I when realize hear 10 it's years. been almost 10 years since I was in high school. I understand that, and I agree, but related to my mom dying, I don't care about getting older anymore. Because I'm, like, so over having to play this little earth game that I'm, like, one year older is one year closer. <laughs> I'm just... 
I used to care a lot, but it's like, I don't want to go backwards. Yeah. Imagine going ba- and having to do it again. No, keep going forward. I hear a lot of um, people talk about, like, becoming the age that their loved one was when they passed. Yeah. Oof. So, like, once you, like, become... I, I just can't... <laughs> I can't really see myself as a 55-year-old. Like, I don't... I don't... I can't even imagine being that old. You have like, 30 years to prep for it. I just... Okay, but, like, my fear, my anxiety of, like, dying all the oh, time. Oh, you don't think you're going like, to make I, it? Am I going to make it? Like, I no, don't... No, that's valid. Right? Like, I, I don't even project that far into the future. It it does suddenly feel like it would be... A, a lot of things would have to go right to, yeah. make, to make it to that age. Yeah. It doesn't seem guaranteed anymore. No, For a lot exactly. of my life, it, it felt it pretty felt guaranteed, guaranteed that I'd be old, but now it's or like... that you'd live a long life. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not guaranteed. <laughs> no. I hate it. I don't hate it. I'm like, then that's it. Then I don't... Then I'm out. No, I I feel like I don't have enough time. I actually worry more about me dying and it upsetting my friends and family. Mm-hmm. And so I try to communicate to them, like, it's okay. Like, if something were to happen to me, know that I'm okay with it. Well, part of my anxiety about me dying is that... Um is my dad. Yeah, like, I, I know. just I don't. Mean, that would, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, right. So this is a grief podcast. So... Um, <laughs> shall we introduce ourselves, aka the part of the podcast where I have an identity crisis? Yeah, still don't know what to call you. Okay, my best friend texted me after listening and was like, what the fuck, man? I'm like, <laughs> why are you... And why, what it is... It's not like mad. No, that's not... <laughs> it you're so upset already it's like anyone who calls me maddie it's like i'll still go by maddie like i call me like maddie is a thing i go by by my name call me by my name maddie but like if i'm going to introduce myself now maddie isn't the first thing to the world not even to the world like if right now if i met someone and i stuck out my hand i'd say madeline so it's like but plenty of people still call me maddie i still go by that i mean that's that's fair to change it up like I would still call me Maddie. Call me Maddie. Call me by my Maddie. Call me by my Maddie. Call me. Call. Oh, call me Maddie. (laughs) Like you were going, call her Daddy. Yeah. And Uh, I was going. Have you ever listened to that? I haven't. I have. You have. 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 Are you proud of that? Uh no. What do they even talk about? Well, they. The, the drama, don't you know the drama? That no. there were two of yeah, them. it used to be they. There right. were two of them, and then they had a big blow oh, up. Yeah. They should start a podcast about the blow up. You Crap. should make a separate podcast that's on, like, Patreon of just these conversations. Um, once we get more listeners, I think that's probably what we'll have to do. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a podcast within a podcast. Do the noise. A Russian nesting doll situation. <laughs> do the noise. No, it's not 2010. <laughs> Just do it because you knew what I was talking I'm about. I'm not doing it. Quinn was really into Inception for a while. Very much so. And would make, like... Was. Would what? I do that? Over text message would text oh. me B-R-R-R-R-R-R-M-M-M-M The Inception noise, you know? I have great sound. Here, here. Okay, well. Have we... Okay, so I'm I'm Maddie Madeline. And I'm Quinn. You're Quinn. And we're back. And we're back with another epi... Um, I hated that episode. I'm gonna just fold it out. Yeah, I hated that. That was really bad. Abbreviate. Uh, well, first, can I say 
we haven't recorded since hearing, like, reactions. Yes. So, um, because we recorded the second episode the same, like, the same day. The day the first one dropped. The first one. So while we were recording the second, we hadn't gotten any feedback from people yet, and now we have so much feedback and uh, it's so pretty insane listened and reached out to us and it's been amazing it's been honestly like overwhelming isn't the right word but just like uh, yeah, no i'm not overwhelmed. i'm not over i'm like immensely touched i'm I think like full I feel, i'm full yeah. full is really yeah good. and i've just never like had so many people reach out with like like so much vulnerability for them and so much like genuine appreciation for our vulnerability it's just like it's been very genuine and and yeah very incredible and so yeah thank you for the emails and the dms and the like text messages and and the calls and everything it's just yeah it's been really really great so thank you yeah we're happy to have you and we got an email that kind of relates to this week's topic and so it kind of goes into the your cat is cleaning herself and i've never seen a cat clean really no in person no what, not, i haven't looked up well, videos of shy. it either <laughs> okay there's a lot of cat videos on the internet it could have happened accidentally she looks so this little animal in the zone while she does this yeah she is she looks so like she's primal yeah Euphoric, though. She's like, Euphoric? Oh, my God. Okay. So we got an email from my friend from college, Grace. Hi, Mm -hmm. Grace. Hey, Grace. Um, And she was so kind and ended with some recommendations of, like, topics that she thought of that, that maybe we could go through. And one of them, well, a few of them were things that we had already discussed talking Did she about. mention today's topic? Yeah. I was just... Oh, yeah, she... Well... Holidays. I think I really just focused on this line. My dad passed in March, and I worked at Dairy Queen that summer. For some reason, I worked on Father's Day that year, and I had to serve kids and their dad's ice cream all mm. fucking day. That line, I felt that line, and I thought about it for days, mm. imagining being in that place and then having to work at Dairy Queen and serve people with their dads. Yeah. With Mother's Day coming up next week, it just seems like an apt topic to just mm-hmm. talk about holidays. At this point, I've been through one of every holiday without my mom. Yeah. I think. Um, Except Mother's Day for you. Yeah. And like Memorial Day. Yeah, I just Day did my birthday. And Fourth of July. Who cares? Yeah, those ones were less. <laughs> but she still. loved Fourth of July. You never know. No, I mean, for some people, sure, but that was not a thing ever for us. Um, well, I mean, I'll just say, like, on the topic of uh, being at work, like, I work at a cafe, and anytime it's, like, a mother-daughter mm-hmm. duo, mm-hmm. I'm, like, so... It just feels different. I, I just am so jealous of them. I'm just of viewing them in a store. Like if I'm in a store yeah. or like even a parking lot and yeah. I see a woman and their mom. Yeah. I get really jealous. So. Yeah. I definitely notice it. Yeah. Oh, I a hundred percent notice it. So yeah. Having to interact with them. Like I can just stare at them from afar and feel like shit, but having to actually speak to them would probably make it even worse. Yeah. And I just like, I mean, my head immediately goes to like, well, first I feel bad. And then I, this might be like psycho, but I'm like, well, 
guess what? Like, she's gonna have to go through the same thing. Like, her mom is also gonna die. Like, that's so fucked up that that's where my head goes. And and it's not that I want it to. It's not that there's any, like, wishing on my part at all. It's just, like, that's my next thought. That's my next progression in, like, observing their relationship. It's like, they're gonna lose each other, too. Yeah, I mean it's it's dark, but I think it's it's part of the process of understanding like yeah. loss. Is that it's yeah, it just like colors everything. Mhm. Mhm. So <laughs> holidays. Yeah. Oh man. It's just a day. Um and all days end. Like all yeah. days pass and all seasons pass. That's really I mean really I was just like we just have to survive through this next 24 hours, especially yeah. Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then it was like it's over and then we can fucking forget about Christmas mm-hmm. until next year. So I want to I want to rewind. I want to go chronologically a little bit. Yeah. I think to go through the year. So you had your birthday first, right? That was the first thing I did. Like the first big thing in our family. I mean, I'm being really generous. My birthday. The biggest, <laughs> the biggest event of the year was first. Bigger than Christmas. Uh, the first like day of note um, that we had to celebrate without my mom was my birthday. And so my mom died in May. And my birthday's in August. And um, my brother really stepped up to the plate and then in return his birthday's in September and I totally did the same thing like my brother really just and I think this was the stance we took for all holidays this past year was we're gonna just try and do it and like do it like she would have done it and make it a day that's still happy regardless are your dad and brother helpful well it's so funny because they like threw me a little birthday party and um I kept being like you need any help they're like no 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 like we got it and I was like and all my friends were like can we help them and I was like I mean like it's my dad and brother like will there be plates at this party like I don't know like are they helpful like yeah they like to cook and they like get it like they they like are all. They're like all. Like they'll always like bring a bottle of wine or something. They're very like. Okay. They they get it. All right. Like they get there's it. some awareness. There's definitely some awareness from them, but I was a little like I don't know if there's gonna be like right cups at this we party. Share like, forks. Na- yeah. Is there gonna be napkins? Like I literally <laughs> think I texted my friend Sarah. Can you make sure there's gonna be napkins? Because I was like I don't know if they understand. Yeah, like, that's that fair. Fair from my dad and brother. That being said, like they did a great job and they they ordered like the cake my mom always ordered me and nice. like. They just really tried to make it a special day, and I, you know, really appreciated that. And I think that was definitely the stance that we took um, for every holiday this year. Like, I did the same thing. Like, my mom always made my brother this specific cake. I baked it for him. Like, we, we, we made a big meal, and then with Thanksgiving and Christmas and everything. like, And I just tried to keep every tradition alive and I just tried to make it festive and it seems like you kind of tried to occupy your your mom's shoes I 100% I just wanted it to be what it would have I didn't want it to be so like this sounds dumb like obvious she wasn't there which like obviously she wasn't there there was no hiding that but like that was already going to be so big that I was like I don't want there to also not be decorations and not be cookies so I just 
kind of kept myself super, super, super busy. And I think it helped. It made the time pass faster because I was super busy and it made me like grateful for my mom for all that she did and appreciative of all that she did. That was just my approach. Yeah. I don't know if it's any better than just saying fuck it and we're not doing anything this year. Well, that's what we did. Yeah. I, I don't know who, well, I don't think either of us had a great day <laughs> and I don't think either of us had like a better day than the yeah, other. I don't think we can really go head to head on this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how we got through the day, you know? It's not really a winner here. Back then I was still crying so much. This weekend I, or this week I went to meet a friend um, and I listened to a really sad podcast on the way. Did you listen to that episode of Terrible Things for Asking? That's so Chad. Oh, what is it? It's about the guy who, like, gets dementia. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Like, young? Yeah, like, the dog. He, like, couldn't remember that the dog died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was listening to that and just cried. It was so sad. And I, was I listened to the one today about the... Um, dad. Medically assisted suicide. The fern. Yeah. yeah. That one was really I sad. I love that. Actually, that might have been the one I was listening to. Um, it was really beautiful. It was so beautiful, and I was crying, and then I, like, parked and I was still crying and I was like oh I have to like get together and I was like wow I haven't done this in a while like it used to be that anytime I went anywhere I had to like collect myself before I walked through the door because guaranteed I was just crying like for the first six months anytime I went there's something about crying in a car there's something about crying in a car (laughs) alone in a car crying yeah it's a beautiful thing it feels better it feels good I mean it's cinematic it just it is like a real place you can like I actually think the driving helps because you like shut off one part of your brain yeah. and so you can like let emotions come through but um yeah have all your um emotional outbursts and breakthroughs while behind the, yeah. the vehicle <laughs> that's what we're recommending here <laughs> yeah well oh oh just that I like was still crying a lot back then like, all the time. Like, throughout the day, I was sobbing several times a day. I don't do that so much anymore. But at the time, I, like, a couple sobs a day was just par for the course. And so, even though that definitely happened a lot on my birthday, in between those periods, there was, like, a definite period of time where I was, like, able to have, like, really high highs sandwiched between the really low mm-hmm. lows. I think it's it's not as stark anymore. Yeah. I don't know if you have had a similar experience. Um... I feel like I've had a much more um, gradual experience. All around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think that I, in the beginning, I walked myself up to the edge of that pit a lot, and I sort of looked over the edge, and I got that, like, swooping feeling in your stomach that you get when you're about to go over the top of a roller coaster, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um and then you walked backwards. I, I, yeah, I could see what was down there, and I, I could see that it's waiting for me. Mm. And I could see how I was going to feel if I let myself fall. And so I didn't, mm-hmm. and I haven't. And um, That's so fair. Like, I can feel when I'm coming, I'm walking up to the edge of it. I can't. And I just, I pull myself back every time. Yeah, those are, and I think that relates to the holiday thing. You can go through it like that, where you see these harsh moments coming, and you're just like, nope, not going to yeah. go there, not yeah. going to do it, and that is a valid choice. Right. And then there's my view where I, like, if I see it coming, I'm ready to dive headfirst into the pit, but also I tried to keep myself so busy that I wouldn't really let that happen mm-hmm. on the day. 
Yeah, I'm just any not other a, day I'm though. Not a busy person. I think that's a really almost helpful way to think about it. Is like think about who you are and like maybe how you would handle this holiday in a normal year. Like in a normal mm-hmm. year, are you a really like busy planner person? Then right. If that feels right, then maybe still yeah. try to do that. Play to your strengths. Play to your strength. Or if you're like, I'm really good at just kind of like thinking about something else, then do that. Yeah. Like just because it's it's survival. Like it you is, just have to get through those first holidays. Thing. The first any holiday. I don't know that the second ones are gonna be too much better. I think they're gonna be worse in some ways. But the first time around is just like so surreal. Of like the, like Christmas without my mom. Like what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, it sucks. What is there to celebrate? It really sucks. And the hardest holiday for me, oddly, was Valentine's Day because. Valentine's Day was a holiday my mom and I always celebrated together and we always went out to lunch together on Valentine. Am I do I get an award for being the first, first one per- to cry? First one to cry on the podcast. Yeah, my mom and I always I've had so many boyfriends and they've all sucked and so I've almost always had a boyfriend on Valentine's Day and it's almost always gone really, really poorly. <laughs> but my mom was always my like the actual Valentine. Oh. And we always went out to lunch and we exchanged gifts and stuff. So that was actually by far the hard hardest holiday. Yeah. Uh and I dreaded it and I had a really, really sweet friend who, um, after kind of expressing that, and I'm not, I, like I said, I, I was really solo in my grief for a really long time. So to even say, like, I'm worried about Valentine's Day was, like, kind of a mm. big thing. And I'd had this sweet, sweet friend who sent me a package for every single holiday. She sent me a Christmas package. She sent me an Aww. Easter package, like, she, a birthday package. Like, she so just, she cute. really, it was so sweet of her. But she was a person that I was like, I'm just dreading Valentine's Day because that was just like a day my mom and I always did like, we were each other's Valentine. And she like picked out a recipe and was like, we're going to bake this. We FaceTimed for eight hours that day. I'm not even kidding you. Like we baked, we like made the dough, let it rest in the fridge. We baked, we spent the whole day together on FaceTime. I drove, I dropped off cookies to my friends. We FaceTimed the whole time I did that. Um... And that was really helpful. Like, it, it was the one time I think I really was like, I need help with this one. Awesome. I need help with this holiday, getting through this holiday. And you got it. And I got it from someone. And I so, you know, um, if you have something like that, I think reaching out and asking for help is Example is of a good friend also. Oh, she, was, she has been amazing through this whole thing. And, and aside from, like, she, she sent me an Easter package. Yeah. She knew my mom. Like, she'd celebrated Easter at our house before. So she knew how my mom, like really made Easter special so yeah um once I got through Valentine's Day though I was like that that was the one holiday all year I was like Valentine's Day is gonna be so hard and that was the furthest one away yeah Uh, it was yeah because my mom died in May and Valentine's Day I knew I was like I'm not even that worried about because Christmas is like easy to make special like 
Christmas is like easy. There's like enough going on. There's music and all this stuff. Like Chris, there's enough masking what mm. is actually happening. But Valentine's Day was like only special because my mom and I made it special. Yeah. Like it, there wasn't anything in yeah, here. Personal holiday. It was like more that we did it together, and that's why it was a big yeah. deal. Like Christmas, you can just kind of bluff your way through it. I think a lot of people are who have living parents. Yeah, yeah. You can even bluff a special Christmas when you like have your family right. there. Like. Right. It's easy to bluff, uh, but... Yeah, no, that's a good point. Birthday, and I feel like maybe birthdays are like that a lot, too, because parents tend to be the ones that, like, make birthdays special. Mm -hmm. My brother's birthday was two days after. I almost think... I mean, your brother can speak for himself, but, like, Mother's Day was a week after my mom's death, and I almost think it was easy because... We were so, I was so concussed anyways yeah. that, I, that I didn't even, it just passed. I didn't care. Yeah. It is weird though, because like when it's somebody's birthday, you say happy birthday. Like pe- like mm-hmm. you have to. Yeah. It's weird not to, but it, it <laughs> two, was not a happy birthday. Two days after it was like, happy birthday. Like it just felt weird to even acknowledge that it was his birthday. And he talked about how it was his 22nd birthday. So Um, last year on his 21st, he talked about how she, at midnight, she, like, came downstairs into the basement where him and his friends were hanging out, and she had, like, a single pre-made Moscow mule in a mug for him, for his first legal drink as a, as a 21-year-old. I just remember him telling that story. He actually had, has a really, really wonderful friend named Tanner, um, who is his, like, bestie. And Tanner came to Pittsburgh when he found out and stayed with us for, I don't know if it was one night or a couple of nights, I don't remember, but I remember him being around in the, the immediate aftermath. And like, Ryan and I are very different, so I have never had a friend of his where I was like, I liked them yeah. or was blown away by <laughs> them or like, I don't really remember any of his yeah. friends or girlfriends or anything like that, but this guy was just like, so present and involved and so clearly such a good friend and I think for men that's really remarkable um to have someone who's like so clearly emotionally available like in that moment Mm -hmm. for you was Mm -hmm. really cool to see and made me really happy for Ryan um pretty rare I feel like yeah and I just remember him being being rare in that he was asking about my mom like he was asking my dad like how did you guys meet? How did you get engaged? Like, what what was this like? Like, he was so interested in her and knew her, too. So he was, like, coming from a place of... I don't know. He just was very uniquely situated to be the person that we needed to mm-hmm. be in the house at that time. Because it just was... It, it, when you come home after and it's just the three of you, mm-hmm. you know, it's a house of ghosts and Mm -hmm. you're going through the motions and there's so much paperwork to be done and so to have someone in the house who is sort of separated from it and can be like hey have you eaten hey here's a glass of water like hey why don't we put this picture here and this one here like making decisions for you just to have somebody who's alive in the house you know was really really helpful and he was only there for you know like I said one day or a couple days but I remember his impact so clearly yeah, that's really And profound. to be there for Ryan on his birthday. Ugh. Yeah, it was really huge. Um, my dad's birthday was in August, and I think we hung out with his teacher friends. Mm-hmm. He retired from teaching in May, but he's still friends with a lot of the teachers that were on his team. 
and they like brought him food and cake and we hung out at the park near our house and I was there and so that was like we were out of the house and we were with people and um it was shitty but fine you know yeah um and then my birthday was fucked up yeah I mean it was we had, had fun. a twist like, we had a fun it did have a twist ending. it had a twist ending <laughs> I was like, how's the rest of your night? And you told me, I was like, oh. I was like, yeah, I'm crying on the floor right now, but great. Um, my <laughs> There was a plot twist. The day before my birthday, I had to drive my dad to the emergency room because he, like, tore a muscle in his spine and couldn't move. And it was horrific, like, so traumatic for both of us. And then the next day was my birthday. And, vibes um, were a little off. Yeah, the vibes were a little off, yeah. which, like, 26 wasn't a birthday I was looking forward to anyways. But, you know, honestly, the focus was more on, like, my dad being in the hospital yeah. than the fact that my mom wasn't there. I mean, my dad being in the hospital and my mom not being in the hospital with him yeah. wasn't I a like whole other thing. Yeah. Like, um, but it was, like, it was barely my birthday. I, I really had a very good time with you guys uh-huh. during the day. Um, but once I was, like, back on my own, I just... But it was as fine as it could be. Yeah, it's a day. Like, the, the first couple ones, it's like, this is a day. I think, I like what you said about your dad's thing, where it's like, we had this thing, and it was, like, kind of shitty and sad, but, like, it was fine. It's right. like, that's a lot, I think, of the holidays. It's like, you can still don't, like, it's not going to be great. Like, you can do something, and, like, it can be fine, and it can be, like, a good thing the time all things considered but also, it's, it's, everything but ends with all things considered yeah that's what it is it's like it's all relative it's all relative but it is but it is because it's a lot of what we've like talked about is like grief is something you just kind of carry around with you and once you kind of understand that it's like yeah you can have an okay day considering the fact i lug around a suitcase of sadness everywhere <laughs> i go i had a pretty can good... i check this bag yeah. please haven't found a locker yet to put it in but <laughs> Um, all things considered, you know, it was an okay day minus the fact that I carried around a Which makes the, when you say you had a bad day, which makes it so fucking awful. Yeah, when you say you had a bad day relative to the rest of your life, oh my god, is that a bad day. Yeah, though, but sometimes I feel like I can open up the suitcase and just crawl inside of it, and though it is, like, really painful, it's like, at least I'm not carrying the weight of it. I'm just kind oh of, God, like, resting in that it. Image. Yeah, that's... I love that visual. I'm still too afraid to open the suitcase. That's where I'm at. I can't even do that. That's fine. I'll just... I will give you a little hint, and I was thinking about this this morning, is that it's, like, the suitcase is, like, there's not... It's not all bad stuff in there. It's mostly bad stuff. But I will let you know, there are a couple... It's mostly cockroaches, but there's a couple cupcakes. There's a couple, I mean, cupcakes, though? Cupcakes? Butterflies? Butterflies, yeah. Ew, a suitcase full of bugs. Never mind, I want to change the metaphor. (laughs) I will, there's just a couple things that grief will give you that you're like, this isn't so bad. Like, Mm. perspective or appreciation for certain things or like a reframing that you're like, I like this one more than the way I saw it before. Hmm. It's mostly shit. It's really, really mostly junk and shit and missing your person. But occasionally you're like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I have this information. Yeah. Can I share something real quick? Duh. When I went through, uh, we still have my mom's phone, which I think most people yeah. have that experience. Um, and when I went through, well, this was on my phone. I just, I can't do this often at all. Maybe every couple months I'll read through our texts. Yeah, old. Um, 
and I, I had done that before Christmas and I saw a text from her. We were talking about stockings on the staircase there were always four, but they only ever put stuff in ours. There were never things in my mom's or dad's stockings. And it was always, um, like those little storybooks of lifesavers. Do you remember those? No. Um, maybe someone will. And orange Tic Tacs. Mm, all, those are every so year, good. Every year. They were always my favorite. I hate them now, but I like have to have them on Christmas. Um, and just like little knickknacky, like scrunchies, mm-hmm. whatever, like cute little stuff that my mom would find at the, the grocery store or whatever. Um, and I read through this text exchange with her and we had been talking about that and she, she said like, I don't even think I'm going to put my stocking up this year. Like nobody ever puts anything in it. And I said, keep your stocking up this year. Then I didn't, I didn't, I never even thought to put anything in it. I'll totally fill your stocking. And she responded and was so excited and was just like, okay, like three exclamation points in an emoji. And I had forgotten about that. And that really like, that like broke my heart. Yeah, that's... Because I, I don't get to do that now. And it's like, was she waiting all that time? Like, was she waiting for someone to put something in her stocking? And I know that she... I know that she knows how much I love her. Like, I know I know that mm-hmm. me never putting anything in her stocking is not... It doesn't say... It doesn't have to say anything about us and about our relationship. But it doesn't make it not desperately sad. Yeah, there are just things like that yeah yeah we didn't we didn't put up any decorations we didn't do any of our traditions we left town for christmas Mm -hmm. i wanted to leave town in the good way and like do something yeah fun and like vacation and like yeah but just even to like be by water yeah somewhere somewhere different somewhere we hadn't been before somewhere with no ties to her Mm -hmm. um, where we could go and just pretend to to be other people on a different day. Mm-hmm. You know, we just wanted, we'd wanted to get Christmas over with. Um, and so my dad decided that we were going to go see his family, his mom, um, in New Jersey. Um, and it actually ended up being fine. I, I was actually really surprised, um, at how fine it was mm-hmm. when we were with his, his mom and his sister. Um, and I thought that was going to be the hard part, but <laughs> this was like the worst fucking weekend. Um, oh my God. I forgot what happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we do the whole thing in New Jersey. Christmas is over. Like we finally we did it. We did it. And we're like, okay, let's get the fuck out of New Jersey. Like get me out of this state. So we check out of the hotel um, and we all go, me and my brother and my dad, we all get in the car And we pull out of the parking spot and my dad goes to pull out of the parking lot and the car shuts down. Stops dead. All the lights are off. The engine won't turn over. And we can't, it's, it's dead. He calls AAA. He is like pounding on the steering wheel. I mean, everybody is so bottled up, you know, like this was quite literally the last straw. Um, after what the last couple days had been like. Um, So me and my brother end up waiting in the hotel lobby because we had already checked out of our room for like five or six hours while my dad was with the car. He comes back to the hotel. We end up having to check back into the hotel. Oh my God. Stay in New Jersey another day. 
and then we were able to drive home the next day. We originally thought that we were going to have to wait three more days because we thought all the like car rental places yeah, were going to be like closed. the day after Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't think we were going to be able to get a car. We did. We were able to leave the next day. It was so horrible. Aside from your mom dying, that would be a terrible, horrible story and like <laughs> a really bad Christmas memory. On top of the fact this is like your first Christmas without your mom, yeah. then that happens. Yeah. And she's the only one who could have handled that situation with Grace. <sighs> yeah. This is one that I thought really helped me was putting up the decorations months in advance. Now, I know you were like, we didn't do decorations and that's great. I put up the decorations so far in advance that by the time Christmas came around, it was like, well, yeah, the decorations have been up for six weeks. <laughs> like, I, it didn't bother me anymore because I was so used to it. Like, I put up the Christmas decorations, okay. like, October, like, November 1. And you, like, did it outside of your usual routine of when they would be up. I put them up way earlier. Yeah. Because then I had acclimated. Same with Easter decorations, same with holidays. That is such an interesting approach. I put them up to Yeah, earth. we haven't mentioned it at all. What? Halloween. <laughs> I only thought about that because uh, Halloween is the only holiday I decorated the house for. Because I love Halloween. And I just put pumpkins everywhere. Did you do it this year? Yeah, I did. Okay. It looked really nice. That's the only holiday I did this year. And me and my dad sat on the porch and, and greeted trick-or-treaters. Is that something your mom would have done? She had... she. I mean, she was a decorator. Yeah. Like, she would decorate for every holiday. She had stuff for every holiday. I couldn't... I didn't look, but I couldn't find her Halloween decor yeah. stuff. I probably would have put some of that up. Um, but I just went to, like, the dollar store and got some stuff and put it around the house. To... That's true to you, which is yeah. kind of what we've been saying. Yeah. That if you felt compelled and it's true to you. It just felt nice to have, to, like, I don't know, for them to be some obvious passage of time. Yep. You know? Something to mark. Something to mark, exactly, yeah. that this is going on. Yeah. Just, like, keep in touch with your people, like, your, your yeah. friends who you know you who have your back and, like, maybe knew your person and, like, know your family. If you have someone like that, really just keep them close Mm -hmm. for those days. Mm -hmm. Just, like, having people who I could text and be like, listen to this shitty thing that just happened. And not even... Because so many of my people still didn't and don't know how to respond to... Because, like, the stuff I'm going through is, is beyond anything any of my friends have had to understand anything I have had to understand. And I don't say that in like a condescending holier than thou kind of way. It's just like too big. Like we're still so young. Yeah. And so like nobody ever had a good response for me. It was just knowing that there were people witnessing what I was living through in that moment that was comforting to me. I don't, I didn't need anything from them besides their presence. I think that's the biggest misunderstanding and we'll totally cover this on a later episode about like helping people in our situation but I think we are so solution oriented that it's like there isn't a solution for what we're going through that's why you don't know what to say because you're trying to make it better and you can't so you gotta flip you just gotta validate it yeah the goal is just validate it just validating that it sucks that is the only thing you can offer sure there's no solution trust me there's absolutely no solution yeah So Mother's Day is in a week, which is kind of the whole thing that inspired this episode, talking about different holidays and getting through it. Um, I just know that I'm going to try and avoid the obvious. Like, I'm not going to go on social media. I'm not going to go out to eat or go Mm -hmm. anywhere that day so that I have to see people with their moms. I feel like 
My strategy for Mother's Day is just don't do things that are obviously going to hurt. Well, I work at a very popular daytime restaurant. Are you going to be there on yeah, Mother's Day? I 100% am. So, I mean, I'll be busy as hell, but yeah. it is gonna, I'm just going to have gonna to, like, be a dissociate lot. Yeah, you're going to... Re- oh, shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Yeah, and the other store I work at is Barnes & Noble. Like, I feel like if... I know you can't at this point call off or anything, but I feel like... No way. Are they... Yeah, but in uh, at another point. Honestly, dude... I really haven't been thinking about it. That's like, fair. I just don't want to have to see people with their moms. Yeah. It's going to happen and then it'll be over. I think it's the one holiday. You know how before I kept um, being like, I just, tried to, I just tried to stay busy. Like, I just tried to make the day. I feel like yeah, I'm not. It sounds not... like we'll be taking opposite approaches. On yeah. This one. You're going to be keeping busy and I'm going to just. It is nice that this is one holiday that, like, won't be about my dad's reaction. Like, it is very explicitly a, a holiday for me and my brother to be sad about, you know? Yeah, but I don't know if that'll stop you no, I, having feelings. No, I agree. I know, I know. But I'm going to just try to pretend like this day didn't happen. Yeah, I genuinely... I, I know and that you'll that's be busy. Like, I know that that's why we wanted to record this episode, but I honestly really don't have a lot to say about Mother's Day. Yeah. I've really been... It's been tough, like, all this stuff in stores and, like, mm-hmm. all the emails. Like, I hate it. Yeah. Like, I was numb last year for it, but this year I'm, like, I feel like I'm bracing for it. Yeah. People always say, like, it's hard for people who've lost people to go through Mother's Day and Father's Day, and it's, like, it is true. Like, we, it, this Hallmark holiday really makes it tough when you don't have that person mm-hmm. because there are reminders everywhere, and I just kind of want to pretend like it isn't happening. Yeah, and there's no, except for, like, on social media, there's no acknowledgement of that holiday meaning anything else for anybody else. Yeah, it's Like, there should cool. be an alternative for people who don't have mothers anymore. It, and it's or like, don't have good relationships with their moms or whatever. Like, I get it, Target. You want to sell stuff. But it's like, so I have to be traumatized every time I walk through your store? Yeah, because that's you what capitalism to... demands, yeah, it's, Madeline. It, it's true. Yeah. So, to summarize, because that went all over the place, which, yeah, this is, have you heard this podcast yeah. before? <laughs> have you heard this podcast before? Have you heard about Quinn's iPod Mini before? <laughs> Have you heard of the Hunger Games before? (laughs) You brought it up, not me! Uh, To summarize, the holidays are gonna suck. Try to dread them as little as possible because... Just make it into a day. Like, delete your social media if you have to for the week. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's... Just make it a, don't try to dread it because it is going to suck and it is going to be hard. But it's also going to pass. It's going to pass and you don't need to prolong it any more than it is going to be. No need to dread it because even the worst days end. So you're going to get through Christmas. You're going to get through Thanksgiving. You'll be on the other side of it sooner than you think. And uh, even if your car breaks down in New Jersey. Yeah, look at you now. It's like four months later I've in Pittsburgh. So You've come I'm not so in New Jersey anymore. From that Marriott parking lot in New Jersey. Look at you now. Started from the bottom. Spiritually, I was also in a Marriott parking lot in New Jersey. Spiritually, I'm always in a Mar- Marriott parking lot inside in New Jersey. Inside your suitcase. Yeah. Yeah, inside of the suitcase stuck in the holding lobby of the... Uh, Where you're not allowed to sit anywhere because of COVID and there's no oh food because of COVID. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Stuck it, in a lobby We had to COVID. sit at the little desktop computer area for like five hours. You did not say that, I Quinn. forgot, dude. And there's like caution tape over the keyboard. They're like, don't touch COVID. Literally. Yep. There were no seats. 
You were not allowed to sit in the lobby. But look, you're here. You got through yeah, it. I survived. You got through it. I have recommendations for this oh, cool. week that I brought, and this week it's poetry. Go off. I have uh, a couple of poems that I was going to share. Yes, I would love that. Um, and then you're going to go over Big Week in the Stars, Let's wasn't do it? it baby. Okay, let me. So, this week for recommendations, uh, slash stuff I want to share but have no outlet for. Um, I have four poems. It started as one and then it quickly, I was like, oh, I could bring this one too and this one too. They're short. Um, but I am going to read them. And the first two are actually on this, Quinn can see it's like this little piece of paper with a whole bunch of different poems. And this was actually something that someone wrote me a condolence card and stuck this sheet of poems about loss in the condolence card. And it was actually super helpful and like something I really appreciated. And so maybe even if one of these poems resonates with you and you're writing a condolence card to someone, like writing them this poem yeah. on a slip of paper, I just, it was something totally different. Yeah, that's also a really beautiful thing you can do is like send a book or a poem. A or, poem, yeah. yeah. So two of the ones, um, this was the one that I really liked. Um, Quinn, you're getting like a little cafe poetry reading. You guys can picture me with a beret <laughs> and I do have a cup of coffee hey, in yeah, front of me. Coffee. This is so... Uh, it's rainy outside. Yeah, this, this all fits, so... Not till the loom is silent and the shutters cease to fly will God unfold the pattern and explain the reason why the dark threads were as needful in the weaver's skillful hand as the threads of gold and silver in the pattern that he planned. Um, that's by author that's unknown. Beautiful. But I remember just this specific poem, like thinking, like, like oh yeah, like the pattern of your life has dark threads as long as as well as good like gold and silver ones. And like. you don't see the full pattern until you've zoomed all the way out. Exactly. Um, and then this was another one that was on this sheet, and this was actually the person who gave it to me. This was their favorite. Um, so, death is the opening of a more subtle life. In the flower, it sets free the perfume. In the chrysalis, the butterfly. In man, the soul. Life is a state of embryo, a preparation for life. A man is not completely born until he has passed through death. Mm. That's actually a quote, and it is from Benjamin Franklin. Mm. And... Yeah, I, I, I liked thinking about that one, too. Then I have two more. These ones actually are poems. Um, Can I read one of them? Yeah. Oh, my God. Love you. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a really good one. So this is one that my friend Lizzie sent to me, and it really resonated. Uh, this is Talking to Grief Talking to Grief by Denise Levertov. And I will link all of these poems in the show notes, mm. by the way. Um, here you go. Oh. Ah, grief, I should not treat you like a homeless dog who comes to the back door for a crust, for a meatless bone. I should trust you. I should coax you into the house and give you your own corner, a worn mat to lie on, your own water dish. You think I don't know you've been living under my porch. You long for your real place to be readied before winter comes. You need your name, your collar, and tag. You need the right to warn off intruders, to consider my house your own, and me your person, and yourself my own dog. Yeah. This came at a time when I was really grappling with the fact that my grief was something I'd have with me forever. Mm -hmm. And so this kind of idea of owning it, owning it 
and living with it living with it and and stop trying to push it away and and to to nurture it to nurture it Um, otherwise it becomes feral yeah it becomes pretty savage uh this one though you read that so beautifully i i think this would be a lot to spring on you unless you want to scan (laughs) it's an emily dickinson poem this is the last one i have how about I read it to you, and then you read it back to me once you've heard it. Okay. So that you can hear it, and whoever sounds better, which is going to be you, uh, <laughs> I'll put in the show. Oh, man, I love this poem so much. This poem helped me so much in early grief. It's called I Measure Every Grief I Meet by Emily Dickinson. Hmm. I measure every grief I meet with narrow, probing eyes. I wonder if it weighs like mine or has an easier size. I wonder if they bore it long or did it just begin. I could not tell the date of mine. It feels so old a pain. I wonder if it hurts to live and if they have to try and whether could they choose between it would not be to die. I note that some gone patient long at length renew their smile in imitation of a light that has so little oil. I wonder if when years have piled some thousands on the harm that hurt them early such a lapse could give them any balm. Or would they go on aching, still through centuries of nerve, enlightened to a larger pain in contrast with the love? The grieved are many, I am told. There is the various cause. Death is but one, and comes but once, and only nails the eyes. There's grief of want and grief of cold, a sort they call despair. There's banishment from native eyes in sight of native air. And though I may not guess the kind correctly, yet to me, a piercing comfort it affords in passing cavalry. To note the fashions of the cross and how they're mostly worn, still fascinated to presume that some are like my own. I love that. Emily Dickinson with that's that. how I look at people. I measure every grief I meet. What are you carrying? And wonder if it weighs like how mine. How heavy is it? Thank you, Emily Dickinson. <laughs> That's what I got. That's yeah. what I got this week. They'll all Thank be you so much. Um, they'll all be linked. And uh, Quinn is now going to talk a little bit about the stars. Um, okay, I don't have like too much prepared. That's fine because we're already at like three hours <laughs> of recording. Yeah, I mean, basically, there were a couple of things happening this week. We do have a huge buildup of energy there are four planets in Taurus right now so good for you when you look at yeah when you look at um your chart whichever house Taurus rules is where all that energy is going to be showing up we've got Uranus and the sun and Mercury and Venus all in Taurus right now which is my first house I'm a Taurus rising so lots going on there lots of like Wait, what do you mean wherever the Taurus is in your house so, like, when you look at your chart on, um, you look at it in a circle chart, every house is ruled by a sign. So, whichever house is being ruled by Taurus mm-hmm. is going to be where all these planets are showing But what is a up. house? Does that... Okay. Yeah. So, um, there are 12 houses in everybody's chart. But the system that I have been using and that I know a lot of professional astrologers use for natal reading is called whole sign houses. But basically what that means is that um, each house has one sign and each sign has one house. There's no overlap. Yeah, okay. Like, but whichever house you have, so each house represents a different 
life topic. Um, some of them represent other people, which is why your chart isn't necessarily just a blueprint of your specific Can you give an example of what are some things that are represented by different houses? Of course, yeah. So the first house is the ascendant rising sign. Like that's what determines what the first house is, is your rising sign. Okay. They are one in the same. Um, so your first house is going to be... Since it's decided at the moment that you're born, it is you personally. It's your body. It's your physical form. It's it's your personality. It's how people see you. It's um, like you, really just the essence of who you are is going to be in your first house. And then it kind of moves progressively in a sort of logical way. So like the second house is your possessions and mm-hmm. what you own and um, what you have and um, like third house is going to be as you begin to develop ideas and communicate. Um, fourth house is at the very bottom of your chart. It's sometimes known as the sunken place. Um, and that is going to be your ancestral roots and you, the mm. foundations of your home and your parents and your extended family. All of that is going to be in your fourth so house. So if you had Taurus in your fourth house right now, you might be having a lot going on with family yep. and extended family and yeah. that kind of stuff. Or like your that. house, um, like foundational mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I'm not going to go through every house because that would be a whole episode, but it really is interesting once you start looking into it and where those planetary energies are showing up for you. All that to be said, um, wherever Taurus is, that's where the, the sun and Mercury and Venus and Uranus are all shaking things up for you. Yeah, go check it out. Um and other than that, we had a Scorpio full moon, mm-hmm. which is also always like a very dramatic, like unveiling of truths kind of full moon. Um, the moon is fallen in Scorpio. It is sort of out of its comfort zone there. Um, so it can be, Scorpio full moons are known for being like very mysterious and dramatic. But um, it was beautiful. If you had a mysterious, that. dramatic, beautiful week, then now, yeah. now you know why. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's some shit happening up there. Take a look. See what's going on in your chart. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, guys, <laughs> as always, a little desperation here at the end. Please, please, please. Oh, we're on iTunes now. Yeah. But, like, the episode and we have cover art which was a whole thing <laughs> but now it like is putting our episodes into weird seasons do you what? see that no. it, like the first episode season one and then this episode the second episode was unknown season it's like make it easy That's, i'm telling you man apple is the, the worst. worst i know i don't even know how to fix it just like, listen on spotify you nerds we're on spotify i agree at this point i feel like you should probably just listen on spotify um otherwise please continue to share this show yeah keep talking to us please yeah keep Please keep sending us emails and DMs and um, letting us know what you like or, or don't like or um, any recommendations, yeah. more poems, more songs, books, articles, anything. Please. Yeah. Send it on over. Uh, but thanks so much for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.